you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. servant said Lord it is done as thou hast commanded yet there is room the Lord said unto the servant go out into the highways and the hedges and them to come in that my house may be filled for I say unto you that none of those men which are away shall taste my supper Jude chapter 1 verse number 23 reads like this save others by pulling them out of the fire. I need God's help tonight. I want you to lift your hands one more time and open your spirit to his word right now. Would you lift your voice with that hand right now and call on the name of the Lord? All over this sanctuary. God, open our hearts to receive your word tonight. Open our ears to hear what the Spirit speaketh. <laughs> 
do your church. We worship you. We praise you. We love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, would you clap your hands to the Lord tonight and would you give him a great shout of praise with your voice. Lift your voice to him for just a moment. may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Jesus' command to his disciples before he ascended into heaven was, in all honesty, quite simple. Go into all the world preach, teach, and disciple. You see, from the very beginning of the church in the book of Acts, the main effort, the main agenda of the church was for it to always grow larger with lost souls. I am highly concerned this evening that most of our believers in this world today are no longer walking after the original plan given by Jesus in his great commission. You see, we have the one God message down to a T. We believe in repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We even believe in a holy lifestyle. We don't look like the world. We don't walk like the world. Nor do we talk like the world, but we are separate from the world. Yet I believe this evening, and I preach to you out of love tonight, but I believe that the church is slowly letting go of the concept of winning souls. Ladies and gentlemen, I've come to preach to you tonight that we must get our attention back on winning lost souls. And I want you to know tonight that every soul matters. The rich and the poor, the white and the black, the sick and the healthy, every soul matters in the kingdom of God. And let me just say this. There is nobody on this earth that Jesus cannot save. There's no one too far in sin that Jesus cannot reach. But if we would get our mind on souls, the alcoholic could be saved. The drug addict could be saved. The rich could be saved. Jesus in Matthew chapter 9. 
looked upon the multitudes around him. And the Bible says that he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary. Like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus looked at the twelve that was with him that day. And he painted these words that we read now in our Bible. The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. I hear the Spirit of the Lord speaking to us tonight. The harvest around us surely is plenteous. That word in the Greek means there is no end. He says the harvest is large, yet the laborers are few. I want you to know tonight that God has called every one of us into the business of winning souls. You might not ever be called to preach behind a pulpit. You might never be called to sing the solo on Sunday night. You might never be called to teach a Sunday school class, but God has called every one of us to win souls for his kingdom. And God wants to use you to reach a lost world in this final hour. This harvest is way too plenteous for just a faithful few to do all of the labor. But I want you to hear Pastor Dylan tonight. There's no congregation on the face of this earth that I love more than this one. Everybody in here, I want you to know tonight that I love you from the bottom of my heart and I want to see you win and I want to see you succeed in life. But I want you to hear the cry from my heart as your pastor tonight. I'm calling you tonight to get back into the harvest field where the lost and dying souls are. I'm calling you tonight to teach a Bible study if you've never done it before. I'm calling you to reach into hell where they have captive souls and pull them out of the fire and fill them with the Holy Ghost, uh, and let's see their lives changed. We're not waiting. We're not waiting for harvest time. Harvest time is here right now. And this is that moment. On September 11, 2001, Great tragedy hit our great nation when a group of Islamic terrorists, they took hostage four airline planes in hopes 
to unleash the worst act of terrorism ever seen upon American soil. It was at 8.46 a.m. that one of the planes hit the North Tower, sending fire up in the bright blue New York skyline. And then after that, at 9.03 a.m., another plane hit the South Tower. Many people in the tower at the time were completely trapped, surrounded by hot, burning iron. Some people knew that there was no way they could ever get out. Some People knew that if they were ever going to live to hug their kids again, that they would have to take quick action. And there were others that were in the tower so struck with fear that they were unable to walk themselves out of harm's way. In my mind tonight, I can only imagine the horrors, the yelling, the agony, and the fear as 19,000 Americans that were inside of those twin towers were trying to look for a way out, weeping, praying. Believing, hoping for somebody who could come and rescue them out of the fire. That day, as several hundred men and women evacuated the Twin Towers, there was a rumor going down below that began to go like wildfire of a man wearing a red bandana who was making his way through the towers pulling people out of harm's way. Later, this Savior, as they called him, was identified as 24-year-old Wells Crowther. He was a traitor during the day. And he was a New York City volunteer firefighter at night. Wells was one of the 19,000 working at the World Trade Center that day. When he was immediately called into action at the sound of weeping. Wells began to climb hundreds of flights searching for 
survivors that he could lead out of harm's way. And now today, he is held responsible of helping 18 people who were trapped between burning iron get out of the towers. You see, we look at him as a courageous man. But he was willing to rescue souls no matter what that cost would be to him. When he would come down out of the World Trade Center, bringing another woman or man down, he would be met with New York City's chief. And he would say, Wells, you've done your part. You can't go back in there. Those buildings will collapse soon. And he would look at the fire chief and say, Sir, just one more soul. He would go back into the burning tower, smoke in his lungs, surely hurting and in pain from burns upon his body. He would go back in the flames and he would grab another man, another woman, and say, I'm here to rescue you. And he would walk them down the stairs out the door where he would be met once again with the fire chief who said, Wells, you've done your part. You can't go back in there. Those towers are going to collapse very soon. And once again, he would say, Sir, just one more. You see, many men and women that day were able to go home and visit their kids one more time. They were able to visit their husbands and their wives one more time. But there was a man at the bottom of the rubble who was never able to make it home. And that man was the man with the red bandana. Gave his life so that others might live. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a duty as believers. How many of you remember the day that 
Jesus reached in between the flames and pulled you out of the fire. We have been exposed to a better life, to a glorious gospel, and to a gracious God. And now the responsibility is upon each and every one of us. You want to know what your calling looks like in your life? Let me tell you, it's walking in the highways and the byways, surrounded by hell and the flames of hell and the wickedness of this generation and reaching in and grabbing souls out of the fire and getting them out of harm's way. But let me tell you something tonight in the Holy Ghost. One soul is not enough, but we have to go back for just one more soul. God convicted me. He asked me, what do you think of your church? I said, I'm loving it. Great revival. Baptizing people every week. God convicted me. And I thought to myself, I believe I told my wife, I said, God forbid when we believe that we've done enough. God forbid when we think that we've done enough and we haven't won a soul in three years. God forbid that we think that we've done enough and we've never taught a Bible study. God forbid that we think we've done enough when there's guests in the altar and we're sitting in our seats unmoved by the Spirit of God. Let me tell you something. We've got to be willing to sacrifice our life for His kingdom. His kingdom is the most important thing in this entire world. Wells, Wells Crowther is honored today in New York City for his courageous act. He gave his life just to save one more soul. I want to be honored. I want it to be said of me when I walk into those pearly gates. He gave his life just to save one more soul. The Holy Ghost has spoken to me in this season of life that I am in. I am in charge of the evangelism and outreach of Christian Life Church. And the Lord has directed us in this season on to a fresh focus. And I want you to hear me loud and clear. The new focus for evangelism and outreach ministry is one more soul. We've got a lost and dying world.
We've got to get just one more soul. Every day, more and more people are trapped between the inferno of hell. Soon heading to eternity in flames, hoping, praying that somebody would reach them where they are. And God is calling us to reach just This is plenty. 30,000 people in our county alone. Pastor, I don't know what you say, a million people within driving range, 100,000 people within driving range of this church. The harvest is plenteous. The potential is plenteous. This church could be as large as it wanted to be. As pastors said so well this morning, don't let these cornfields tease you and fool you. The potential for what God could do within our jurisdiction is plenteous. But there's just one slight issue. The laborers are few. Lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. CLC, I want to ask you question tonight. Are we satisfied with where we have come? Are we satisfied with being a church of just 250 when there are men and women that you brush shoulders with every day who are dying and going to hell. Come on. He brought two people this morning who were baptized in Jesus' name. I love the ambition, but I wish the whole church would get on board and would start bringing souls and let's see them filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. satisfied with the church of 250 people. I know that 99.9% of this church is behind the vision of our pastor. And 
I know that some people would even call the way that I say things, the way that I look at things, a little crazy. never had this happen in my life before. This evening, I feel like this is the first sermon I've ever preached. I've got that feeling in my gut. I just didn't know if I was going to be able to preach these words to you tonight. But the Lord would have me to tell you I want you to hear me tonight. You call me crazy if you want to, but I'm under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. I believe in this little central Indiana cornfield that there, listen to me right now, that there is a 10,000 thousand soul revival and I believe it is the will of God that this church whether it's in one church or multiple has a reach of 10,000 people and the only way we can make it happen is if the laborers will go into the field I want to ask you a question tonight. What would happen if you turned your house into a Bible study room? What would happen? How many, how many nests would we have in our jurisdiction if everybody would get the burden to turn their home into a prayer meeting and a Bible study every week? How many souls would be added to the church if we would answer the call of God to us? you got to understand responsibility for the harvest. The scary thing is, is if we neglect the harvest, God will send in a new laborer. If we neglect the revival, God will send in a new laborer. Let it never be said of this congregation that we didn't answer the call of God to reach the city. I pass people every day. I look tonight at the empty chairs in this room. I'd say there's a solid 25 to 35, maybe more chairs that are empty. Look to your left and to your right right now. Five chairs that are empty in this room tonight. I hope you're hearing my heartbeat tonight. I want you to know something. That could have been 45 souls added to the land of the Lord. But where are they? Who did you invite to church today? 
the spirit. He was saying, I want you to come with me. But instead, on this down Jackson Street, Armstrong, Barner Street place, there's 45 soldiers that didn't make it to this battle. And there's no apostolic witness sitting with them right now. I want to see 20,000 people out of Clinton County in heaven one day when I walk through those streets and God has dealt with me about the people that I walk by every day about the people I brush shoulders with the Applebee's and, when I, and at Walmart and I don't share the gospel to I believe that most people in this room want to see revival in Clinton County but let me tell you something tonight you have to take the responsibility upon yourself. Too many times we look at the leadership and say, well, God help them. I hope they can do it all. But let me tell you something. Pastor Dylan and Sister Kayla, we can't do it all by ourselves. But if you would get on board, we could triple this church in 365 days. If this revival would become personal to you, there is no telling what God would do. I want you to stand right now. I just want the keys to come. Listen, listen, I know this is not how we typically do church tonight, but I believe the Holy Ghost is here. Four-year-old, a trader in New York, had a lot of life to live. I don't believe that he was married, no kids, had a great job. I'm sure he wanted to travel the world. I'm sure he would have loved to have gone and looked at the Eiffel Tower. I'm sure that he wanted to cross the great USA. I'm sure he wanted to look at the Golden Gate Bridge at least one time. I'm sure that he wanted to find a wife. I'm sure he, he wanted to have kids. I'm sure he had great aspirations for where his life would take him. But he understood a great concept that I hear the Spirit of God speaking to us this evening. Everything can wait for one more soul. I'm sure there's people in here tonight have great dreams, want to make a lot of money, want to drive a nice car, Nothing they like doing more than after a good, long, hard day of work to hit the golf course, spend some alone time. I'm sure 
that when they're weary, they really do enjoy just getting away, not having to worry about life, not wanting to think about the responsibilities that they have when they come back to the house of God and have to teach a classroom. I'm sure that some of you would like to retire young, maybe travel the world with your wife, maybe go around the country and see if you can eat every Cracker Barrel in the 52 states. I'm sure there are people in here I've never been to the West Coast. They would like to go there and just kick their feet back and relax. I'm sure there's great aspirations in this room, Pastor Danny. But I want to know something. What about the one that God has called you to reach? transparent with you today. When I got married to Kayla, I didn't see myself in Frankfurt. I wanted to go to another country and join the mission field. I wanted to get away for a while. I mean, when all your town has is a Walmart and an Applebee's, you would too. We have great dreams. We want to travel the world together. We want to go to Greece and go see those white igloo-looking things on the, on the mountainside. We want to go. We, I don't know about her, but I would like to retire young, not have to worry about anything anymore. I'm thinking maybe 35 I'd like to be done with. I'd like to get away from the cares of this life. Maybe drive a nice car one day. Who knows? Maybe have nine children. That's just a joke. But I... We find ourselves in Frankfurt, Indiana. You better believe I've asked God why. Sister Carmela, I want you to come with your kids up to the front with me. I want to be everything that God has called me to be. Who knows what the future holds in our lives. But I look at this sweet lady right here. I look at my, my family
these four souls right here are worth putting everything else my neighbors have a lot of children they like to They have a lot of children. She actually used to be my fourth grade teacher way back. And I look at them, and if they watch tonight, they know how much I love them. But they're, they don't have the Holy Ghost. I want to see them make it. And as long as as I'm here I'm always going to strive for just one more soul this evening you're welcome you look on this platform I think we spent about $300 in bandanas for this moment. But God is drawing on you today to answer the call for just one more soul. Who wants to answer that? wants to answer that call. Come on, these are for you guys tonight. When are you going to teach that Bible study? When are you going to witness to that co-worker? When are you going to pick up that child for Sunday school? This world is burning in flames, wickedness all over, people addicted, suicidal, depressed, not even knowing that there's a Jesus who wants to save them from their mess. And I ask you today, who's going to save just one more soul. I think we should pray right now. I think we should pray right now. I want you to lift that bandana toward the sky right now. I want you to pray. God, help us to reach just one more soul. Help us to reach just one more soul. I will give you up. I will give you up. All is what you ask of me. I will not win. 
sacrifices less and giving you my very best. Let me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to Sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. Let me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say Sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. Let me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to. Sacrifice is ever less than giving to you.
we've heard from the Lord tonight. We've heard from the Lord. How do you apply a message like tonight? Do you go home and take a bandana? I want you to pick one up. Dylan bought them on my credit card. How do you handle this message? Do you take do you take a bandana home and put it on your dresser? Set it on the nightstand by your bed. Keep it for a while. It reminds you of the message when Dylan preached. Stirred our souls, a 24-year-old, soon to be 24. Telling a story about another 24-year-old that despite all of the opportunities that came from him to say you've done enough, went back for one more soul. A 23-year-old that's passed up opportunities to go to larger churches and incredible financial packages that he could have accepted and he chose to be right here because he came to me and said, Dad, God has spoken directly to me and I'm here doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That in of itself is an amazing story and I understand the weight in which he preached tonight until you have preached a message with the weight of eternity rested upon him. You can't possibly know the load that he carried to this pulpit with him tonight and the emotional unrest that he will feel over the next few hours as he is trying to unpack everything that he said tonight and what God is doing. So you take your bandana home and you hang it and you remember that night that Brother Dylan preached one more soul and it's, it's a memory for you but that's not called application. That's called memory. What do you do with this message tonight? You come to the altar, you prayed, you cried. Here's what you do with that message. I, I don't know what God has gifted you with. I don't know what opportunities you have. But the kind of commitment that you make tonight could, could look something like this. It could be a commitment that looks like that small group that I said I was too busy to lead. I'm, I'm really... I'm really not that busy because it may mean one more soul. But my small group's just for people in the church. You never know when that person in the church is going to find the opportunity to invite their friend to come to your small group. And while you think you're making such a small impact, the weight of eternity that may rest upon your decision when you stand before the Lord on judgment day could equal one more soul. Maybe it's the, the family that lives next door that have the kids that 
you've never tried to build a relationship with, or maybe you have a relationship with, but they're far too rambunctious for you to put them in your back seat and drive them to church. Maybe the call that God is putting in your life tonight is to go over and say, look, we've known each other for a while. Why don't you let me take your children to church on Sunday? I'll take good care of them. They can come as they are. They'll be with me and straight into Sunday school. And we have a lot of security. Everything will be covered. It's not going to cost you any money. Just let them come. I don't, I don't know what one more soul looks like to you. Maybe it's the man or woman that you work with you've built a friendship and relationship with and they know you go to church but you've never said I've been waiting a long time to just ask you what do you think about us doing a Bible study together or maybe just simply asking them could I pray with you about the need in your life maybe it's the hurting neighbor down the street that you know what they're going through. Maybe they've dealt with loss. Maybe they're just struggling in life and you just take the dish down to them and say, I fixed a little something for you this evening. I just wanted to bless you. And you build a relationship. I don't know what one more soul looks like to you, but this bandana at your home and in your hand needs to be more than just a memory and more than just a memorial. But it needs to mark the beginning of a brand new decision that you are making in your life saying, God, I'm going to take that step of faith toward reaching one more soul. I hope I said enough to jar your memory tonight for you to make that commitment, but that if God is speaking to you right now and you know you've made that commitment, it needs to be more than just desire. When you walk out of here with that bandana, I want you to put it somewhere where you're reminded every day, oh yeah, I need to call my neighbor. Oh yeah, I need to talk to that man that I work with. Oh yeah, I need to walk across the street. If that's you right now, I want you to take that bandana and say, God, there's no anointing in this bandana. It's just a memory. But God, what you're calling me to tonight, I'm making a commitment. Come on, you can't commit it to me. This is between you and God. I'll commit that extra hour. Maybe it's committing to pray an hour a day, fast a day a week. Maybe it's to bring the children to church. Maybe it's to teach the Bible study or lead the small group or whatever it may be. But right now, you make that commitment to God. Come on, that's it. If you don't have a bandana, why don't you come grab one and make that commitment to the Lord and just declare, God, it's all about you. One more soul. One more soul. Come on, lift up your voice unto the Lord and make that commitment to him right now. In the name of Jesus.